Welcome to episode 137 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I am joined by Fitter After 40 alum, Jeanette. Jeanette has made incredible progress in the last year since we started working together. She's down 21 inches, down a pant size, and is finally able to wear blouses comfortably that fit her arms incredible, incredible progress. We talk about the fact that right now she's feeling kind of stuck. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you made some really great progress with your weight loss and your fitness and now you've kind of petered out or maybe you just never really got a foothold on things and you feel stuck. So listen into this conversation between Jeanette and I. You'll hear the types of questions you can ask yourself, the type of strategies you might be able to use to get the ball rolling. Like where can you look to start seeing progress again. You'll also have a great chance to listen in as I coach someone and see like, maybe this would be a good fit for me. Uh, The waiting list for Fitter After 40 is now open. Doors open at the end of August, Thursday, August 25th. If you're on the wait list, you'll be eligible for incredible bonuses and a nice discount as well. And in fact, when you sign up for the wait list today, you don't even have to wait till August to get started. I have a series of seven educational emails that will come to you to help you start making steps right now to start seeing progress. You can find the link to the Fitter After 40 wait list in the bio, not the bio, that's on Instagram. What is it called? The show notes. You'll find it in the show notes. All right, on to the episode. Let's go. Jeanette, hello. Hi, can you hear me? I sure can. I can hear you. I can hear you. So glad we can have this call. Yeah. So look, before we hop into fitness and all the things we want to talk about, tell tell me a little bit about you. I mean, we kind of, we like know each other <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from the group. You've been in, you've been in my Aging Stronger Society now. You joined, well, you joined Fitter After 40 when it wasn't called Fitter After 40, back when it was called the Menopause right. Off Course a year ago. And then yes. has been on as part of my Aging Stronger Society. So I've gotten to know you a bit, but tell me some more about you. Well, I turned 60 in September of last year. So big milestone. And I was introduced to your group through Amanda Thebe and her reading her book and following her on Instagram and having all the struggles that all women are having in menopause right now and just feeling kind of lost. And so you, both of you kind of came to my life at the right time. And so, um, you know, a little bit about me is I've got two grown kids. And so they're trying to adult. And we're trying to kind of be semi empty nesters, my son is back home for a little bit, and just trying to enjoy life that way, you know, I work full time. And so there's stresses with that I have aging parents. So trying to keep them healthy and um, keep them out of trouble, because they don't want to follow the rules. <laughs> in this complicated life. (laughs) And um, so it's just kind of crazy. I think there's stress and there's um, independence happening, but yet just struggles with getting to where I want to be or think where I want to be. And um, so that was kind of how I presented. I'm feeling kind of stuck. Yeah. Now, what do you do? You said you work full time. What's your job? So I'm in purchasing. So I sit at a desk all day long. 
um, on spreadsheets. And um, so it's, you know, my movement during the day is not um, very much. I do try to get up every hour and walk sometimes outside. I live in Minnesota, so we've got winter and snow and ice. So it's sometimes hard to do that in the winter months, but in summer months, yeah. (laughs) Do you follow Sharon Says So? Do you know who that is? I don't think so. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. Sharon Sharon says so. Yes. Sharon is like my go-to. Like I have to check her account every day, even if I'm like not doing much on social media, I always have to check her account and see what she's got going with the news. But I also love when she just does her Minnesota accent and talks about, (laughs) you don't have that accent. No, I guess I don't. Are you, were you born and raised in Minnesota? Yep. My whole life. All right. Well, as we talk today, maybe it will come out. I'm not hearing it yet. <laughs> yes. Maybe if I say toast. Oh, oh, so yeah. it's the long O's. It's the I long heard, O's that we tend to carry. <laughs> I heard that. that yeah. In Minnesota. Okay. So you joined my course last year. You had some really big success and some really big wins. So tell us about that. And then we're going to get into this feeling stuck business. Yeah. So, so far I've you know, probably lost about 10 pounds and around 20, 21 inches. And I've a lot of inches. I've gone down a pant size. So that's really encouraging. What really psyched me out is for the longest time I always had to go a size up in a blouse to fit around my biceps. Mm. And now I don't have to size up. You know, everywhere else would be big and baggy and it just I tended to stay away from blouses. And now I can wear a button-down blouse cotton or whatever, and it fits around my biceps. So I really lost the fat around somewhat the belly and the biceps, not, you know, working on the thigh area, but you, you know, the three typical places that we tend to gain the weight during the menopause stage. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. And you've been working on your deadlift, getting stronger there. Yeah. I, I hit a hundred pounds a couple of weeks ago. So that's exciting. Fantastic. I've been super impressed with your, um, your coachability, you know, that you'll post videos and ask questions and then take what I have to say and work on it. You you just did incredible with that. I'm super impressed by that. All right. So you messaged, um, on one of my Instagram stories when I was, um, putting out questions and you said, you know, I feel kind of stuck. So tell us more about feeling stuck. You know, I, I'm continuing to, track my calories. I use my fitness pal, track my activities. I have an Apple watch, so that's helping, but I'm not seeing a, a lot, a lot more movement right now. I feel just kind of maintaining and, um, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more loss in my legs and a few other places. And, you know, you pointed out, well, maybe if I'm feeling that's kind of that stuck. Maybe I'm not in the deficit area yeah. right now and I'm maintaining. And so actually let, I, let's be clear who pointed it out. It was not me. You, we were, well, we you, you guided me there. <laughs> we were on yes. a call in, in our group and you were talking about this after we had connect on Instagram about it and said, you know, and I said, you know, tell me some more details. And you said, I haven't lost anything on the scale in two months and I haven't lost any inches in one month. And so my question was to you, if you're not losing on the scale and you're not losing inches, what does this tell you? And you knew immediately what it told you. (laughs) Yes. 
I told you you weren't a deficit right now. <laughs> yes. Which is important. So I haven't, it is, and I, and I don't feel like I've changed anything. So I took your advice and I just kind of, the past two weeks really continued documenting and kind of continued looking at what does my weeks look like and what are my weekends. And I think, you know, I noticed a pattern that on weekends, I have a hard time hitting my protein. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of hitting my calories, but it's not always at the level of protein that I need. And could that be, you know, where I'm feeling stuck or where I'm getting stuck? You know, it's possible in that, look, if let's say, um, what are your calories? 1825 to 1925. So let's say you were on weekends hitting like weekdays, you were hitting that range, 1825 to 1925 and getting your protein. And then on the weekend, you were hitting that range and not hitting your protein. You would still lose weight. It's possible more of what you lost would be muscle, which we don't want. You worked hard for that muscle because you wouldn't be eating enough protein, but you would still be losing what we could what could possibly be happening, and we'll investigate some other areas as well. But one thing that could happen, I find, and you've probably heard me say this, when people hit their protein target, they're far less likely to be overeating than when they don't hit their protein target and think they got to a certain number, because we don't typically overeat protein. You're not like gnawing on extra chicken breast. But if you're not hitting your protein, and um, which is not to say like you can't squeeze in things like chips and popcorn and pizza and cookies. But if you're eating more of those things on the weekends and that's what's lessening your protein, there's a good likelihood that that could be an explanation for where the extra calories are coming from because it's way easier to, you know, over drink how much alcohol you thought and you measured differently or to overeat the popcorn or the cookies and things versus overeating the eggs and the chicken. Sure. Yeah. So talk to me about um, that. What have your weekends looked like as far as social obligations, um, that kind of thing? You know, there has been some family and friends social gatherings in January and December because we're winter here. We weren't gathering a lot or my family chose to not gather a lot. So we didn't have a lot of big gatherings around Christmas or New Year's because um, because of COVID and just because of aging parents and things like that. So January, I felt like we kind of made up for it in certain ways. And so there were some weekends where I was meeting up with friends and we were having a brunch or I had two things going on on that weekend. And so I really tried to prioritize protein, kind of go back to that plate setup where really start with the protein and then add the vegetables and the fruit and have that little, have a little piece of coffee cake or, um, you know, and I did blow it. I shouldn't say blow it. I had a really good time for one of the brunches and we had ice cream cake and we had coffee cake and we had little buntini cakes. And, you know, I remember you always talking about you, you pick those occasions where, you know, this is, we haven't, I hadn't seen these friends for a really long time. And, it was my girlfriend's birthday and we just celebrated and we were all having a good time and that was well worth it. So absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I love your outlook on that as in like, you weren't beating yourself up over it. And even how you just said, 
you start to say like, I blew it. And you're like, well, I didn't blow it, um, which is absolutely true. You did it and you made a choice. And it was, it sounds like it was a good one that you feel good about. Um, so that was one of the weekends. So how about the past couple? Oh, first of all, since we talked two weeks ago when you started trying to pay closer attention to this, any movement on the scale? Um, a little bit, yeah, because I started to reprioritize fiber. Okay. Because I have had some issues with regularity. And so I thought, you know, that's one of the things on the scale is definitely can weigh higher when um, I'm not quite as regular. And so I really prioritized having an apple on my drive into work and trying to have more pairs and just trying to up my fiber content. And that seems to have worked because I'm a little bit more regular and the scale has dropped. So um, I'm seeing the movement there back to about 163, 164, which I was kind of just hovering around 167. So okay, um, so it was 163, kind of about like the low weight that you were not your target weight yet, where you had been when you're like I was stuck and now I'm up a little bit. Yes. Okay, got it. So it seems like maybe, and we'll keep talking here to kind of investigate some other other areas, but it seems like since like this January timeframe. You've had some more social obligations, which even if a person isn't gaining fat from doing that, sometimes the scale goes up because you've had more carbs than usual, right? Um, And that brings along water weight. So that's a piece of it. We know you added creatine in and that can increase water weight on the scale. Not that you're going to see it, but it can absolutely a couple pounds up on the scale, like one, two pounds there. And then um, if you weren't feeling as regular with the fiber kind of lessening, that cluster could be what was having you feel like you weren't feeling so great, not looking so great scale is up. Um, That might be all there is to it. So that's a possibility. We're likely gonna have to take a wait and see attitude about uh, approach about this and see like what happens as you continue to prioritize your fiber, prioritize your protein. Is there anything else that sticks out in your mind? Um, We had talked about the idea before this call, we had talked about the idea on in our Aging Strong Society about the idea when you're not losing weight, you're not in a deficit, the goal is to figure out where are the extra calories coming from because they're coming from somewhere, right? Did anything else in the past, uh, since we spoke about a week and a half, two weeks ago, come out to you like, ah, this could be it? I just think on the weekends, I'm you know, I have maybe a mixed drink or a glass of wine. I limit it to one, maybe two. And that could be that second one could be it. Okay. Um, and I know on the weekends, I'm not getting that snack in that usually would be yogurt or cottage cheese that I have during the week. I'm not getting that piece in to help, but I, I'm, you know, I'm looking at what I've posted in my fitness pal and I don't see what, has replaced that Mm -hmm. it might just be a larger portion like a hamburger that that I've weighed and I'm not having a bun with it but I haven't been able to connect the dots yet on what what am I eating too much of on the weekends Mm -hmm. that's taking the place of that you know 100 120 calories that I would have for yogurt or cottage cheese yeah it's possible that the the things you're eating in place of it um because that's probably a pretty easy, discrete thing to weigh, measure, and be clear on the calories. Perhaps the other things are not. I mean, 
as far as having a second glass of wine or having a burger. Like, is it a burger that you're making? Is it a burger you're going out for? There could just be more calories than you're anticipating. Yeah. And on the weekends, I tend to sleep in and then I'm eating a little bit later and I'm not have. I start my day Monday through Friday with a fruit smoothie and um, protein powder and yogurt in it. So it's like uh, almost 37 grams of protein that I start my breakfast with. So on the weekends, I try to change it up a little bit and I'll have some eggs with egg whites. I'll have a chicken sausage. I'll have um, maybe some yogurt with that, a high protein bread. And, um, and could it be just that change? I'm not quite starting the breakfast with as, with as high as protein, but the calories probably are a little bit higher than my fruit smoothie breakfast. When, uh, you know, those are the things that are different. When you um, enter it in my fitness pal, it works out though, calorie wise. Yeah. That breakfast does. Okay. Um, and you're switching it up just because like I have time, I can do this kind of thing. Is that why you're making the switch? Like just something a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's winter too. Winter is so different for, especially for me, you know, um, it's colder outside. I don't feel that get up and go. I'm going to get up right away and go for my walk because it's not sunny out. It's not warm out. It could be snowing. It could be cloudy. It could be crappy. So I'm sticking around the house more. I'm not anxious to get outside and hit, hit the ground running in the day. And in the summer, it's just, it's so different spring and summer here in Minnesota. It's like the birds are out. I want to get out. I want to go for my bike ride right away. I want to go for my walk right away. And so I'll grab that smoothie because it's quick and easy. Right, right. Yeah, I don't see the change in breakfast being an issue at all. If you were saying like, I'm changing my breakfast and all of a sudden we're realizing like, oh, that's significantly more calories. But um, if you're working it out on my fitness pal and none of that like rang a bell with like, whoa, that's like, that could be no, a lot yeah. of calories. And then um, as far as satiety, does that hold you over as long as your smoothie? Like, are you feeling satisfied by it? I am, yeah. Okay. And then um, how has anything changed with your movement level? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, look, if you used to take an early morning walk and now you're walking midday because it's cold, that's a beautiful strategy. I think that's what most people like miss that. They're like, oh, it's too cold to walk. Well, really you can just walk, walk uh, inside or walk later in the day. So there's nothing wrong with switching up the timing, but has anything happened as far as like number of steps decreasing? I No, but I've, I, you know, I posted something on our website with the Apple watch and this pedometer step um, app that I'm using. It seems to actually give me more steps and it's the algorithm on how it's using the activity app in my um, Apple watch and the pedometer and it combines some steps. So before, you know, I'll look on my Apple watch and it says like 8,900 steps and the next morning it'll be up to 12,000 because their algorithm combines some things. So that's bizarre. It's just, yeah, it is. But kind was of that weird. a change? Did you get a new piece of equipment from before when you were losing more steadily? Yeah. So did. November, November, I started using the Apple watch. Got it. And, you know, I, I had some movement in November and December. Um, and so it's probably been January. So, okay. I, it could be steps, but I'm trying to, um, you know, yes, I've switched to my morning walk because it's dark right now to after work walk before I work out. So I'm, okay. you know, trying to get about 
7,000 steps on the treadmill before I do my weightlifting, or I'll do a walk um, on my off days just to get to that 10,000 steps. So I'm trying to get to that point each day. Um, You know, my weight training, I'm feeling a little bored with it. And so Mm -hmm. some weeks I'm just doing two times a week instead of the three at the gym. Got it. That could, that could be it. I'm not quite as motivated. I don't think that's going to have an impact on your weight loss at all, but it's definitely something we need to address. Um, We can talk for sure about how to spice up your training. Um, Tell me more about um, feeling bored with it. Um, It's just really hard to get to the gym. I'd rather just go home. I think work has really been stressful and, um, just helping with my parents. And some days I'm just like, Oh, I mean, I'm glad I get to the gym, but there are other days when I'm like, I'm just gonna go to the gym, get my steps in and go home. And so I've noticed a little bit in the past, um, few weeks that that's kind of been one indication too. It's like, you know, and I enjoy being there and I enjoy doing all of the exercises for the most part. Um, and yeah, so maybe it could be that, that I'm just a little lacking the motivation right now. It sounds like perhaps you're low in motivation because you have other things on, on your mind, kind of like, I need to get out of here. I've got to go home and take care of my parents or work has been really stressful. And I just kind of want to be done with my day. Am I understanding that? Yeah. Exactly? Yes. And that makes perfect sense when we have a lot going on in our mind and we just want to go and relax. We don't necessarily want to be at the gym. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Cause by the time I get home, it's close to eight o'clock and then it's, you know, dinner, make my lunch and maybe I get my cup of tea and then it's bedtime. So that gets a little, um, hard to do week after week. And were you doing the three day or the four day before the three day? Okay, good. Um, and now you're mostly hitting it too. Yeah. And is one of those on the weekend? This weekend it was not. We're remodeling our bathroom. So we had some oh. final, final things we had to get done before they started doing the tile work this morning. So, um, but usually yes. Okay. So usually you do have a training session on the weekend and then you usually try yes. and get two in during the week. Yes. Got it. Um, and then I usually try to get walking on a treadmill another two days. So I can be, you know, four to five days at the gym. If the weather is nice here, I can sneak in a walk, especially on the weekends. I can do a walk or a hike or a snowshoe. We try to get out in snowshoe. Yeah. Or it is a lot of fun. And Otherwise, right now the sun is staying out longer that sometimes by the time I get home, I can get a walk around our park in really quick before it gets too dark and um, too hard to see. So um, I'm definitely at least getting a walk in if I don't make it to the gym just to clear my head and and um, feel good. Um, okay, so it sounds like we're talking about two different um, discussion topics here is one, figuring out what do we do to get you losing again? Like where are the extra calories coming from? And two, how can we help you either feel more motivated to do your workouts or are you feeling like, are you feeling like I'm good with two for right now? Um, 
physical activity guidelines, two days per week lifting is like bare minimum. And so like, you're getting that as far as like, we're helping you to have healthy bones. We're helping you to age better. As far as if you want to, um, uh, you know, have more noticeable definition in your arms and your legs, those kinds of things, like minimum three is really where we want you to be. So that's your call as far as like what you want. Um, so what do you want? And I've been thinking about that a lot because you did a, a post several months ago about, I think you were thinking about doing a cut and then you thought, you know, maybe I just like myself like I am right now. And maybe it's not, maybe I don't want to go through all that work. And maybe yeah. this is, you know, just kind of readjusting and re-prioritizing or thinking. And I've been doing that as well, but yet I still want a little bit more muscle definition in my arms and to lose just a little bit more fat in my belly. My inner thighs have always been where I carry most of my fat. So I don't know if that just, I think is the type of body style I am. So I'm kind of looking more at arms and, and tummy right now. Mm-hmm. And so I really would like to try to hit that 160 and maybe go down to 155. But I know that means probably much more commitment that I'm doing right now. And can I allow that stress-wise with my parents and my job and my commute and all of that. And so, yeah, that's the magic question. <laughs> yeah. And and it kind of sounds like maybe you don't really have the answer yet that you're kind of bouncing it around in your brain. Like, what do I want? Do I want to just keep moving and maybe, maybe lose three more pounds? Maybe I want to just be cool with where I'm at and keep, you know, moving and eating healthy. So I maintain where I'm at and continue to mm-hmm. age well, or maybe I want to lose another eight or 10 pounds. Maybe I do. It sounds like maybe you're not clear on that right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, it's, is it, is this a good time for, um, to just maintain and trying to get through the stressful points of my life. And then is in another two months or three months, am I ready to really push it hard and make that commitment? And so yeah. I've really kind of thought about that. I, it, it's a fearful thing because I do like the control of weighing everything and making sure I'm within those um, parameters, which I'm sure I still can do, but sometimes that's kind of a drag or a drain Mm -hmm. to constantly do that. But I'm afraid to just move forward with just visual plating. And, and so there's a, yeah, there's a lot of apprehension and Mm -hmm. um, things I guess I'm afraid of making those steps or those changes and tell me worst case scenario what would happen like I get it like a lot of people are afraid of that let's say um let's imagine okay we're gonna imagine you decide I'm not going to actively pursue weight loss right now I'm gonna actively pursue maintenance right now and I'm gonna let like the main thing I'm doing in my life be dealing with this stress with what's going on with work and my family that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna actively pursue maintenance but I'm afraid what's worst case scenario. Like, what do you see that could be half what that could happen? What are you afraid could happen? That, I mean, that's a good question because I've learned a lot from you and I've changed a lot of eating habits and I've maintained those day in and day out. So, you know, when I really think about it, that's not going to change. 
um, but maybe I'll feel less in control. And will that add to my stress? Mm, got it. Got it. Um, and how do I be good with that? And that's, you know, when I go to the gym and I don't feel like going there, I always say to myself, I'm doing this for myself. I have to remember I'm doing this for myself and this is what I want. And so that has helped. And so I have to kind of have that mantra if I'm going to change and go into maintenance, I have to kind of develop that mantra that I'm doing this for myself to lessen the stress, don't be stressed out. And so just kind of a lot of that self-talk and not get taken over by feelings of guilt that, oh, I'm letting myself down. I've developed this great pattern that you've instilled in me. And now I'm going to lose that. And I think that's probably what I'm most fearful of is losing that consistency, that pattern, that routine that you've helped me develop in this program. Got it. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. How would you feel about um, moving to maintenance in a way where you were able to still keep up all of those habits and routines, what, what we changed was the amount of calories you ate, right? And so instead of trying to shoot for this lower amount of calories, and instead of, um, and by the way, people listening, I'm not saying when you go to maintenance, you should lessen the number of times you go to the gym. I'm specifically talking to Jeanette here because it's a stressor for her right now to go three times. So what if we make the goal, you go twice a week and you still hit your steps, we give you more calories and eventually we could wean you off calories here. I do. If a person is switching to maintenance, I don't like them to switch to non-calorie tracking in the same moment because it's too many mm -hmm. factors up in the air. I prefer people kind of pick one or the other, like we're going to switch to maintenance or we're going to switch to a non-calorie counting method of weight loss which I've got um, guidelines in the group for the non-calorie tracking kind of setup, um, which is another option. We just go to you not tracking calories um, and setting up your plate like that. And we could certainly talk about what that would look like. Um, but I would have you do one or the other of those things. Like we have you move to maintenance, keep tracking calories. We do that until we kind of get a better handle on your maintenance calories. And then we wean you off of counting calories and we still have you rely on habits like eating enough protein, eating enough fiber, not grazing, you know, sitting to eat your food, paying attention to your hunger and fullness cues, eating mostly minimally processed nutrient dense foods. None of that changes. Mm -hmm. How do you yeah. think about that idea? I, th I think it's a, a good time to, to switch. And I think I would do the maintenance and still track. Okay. Um, and just become more aware of portions, what those portions look like so that when I'm ready to stop weighing and using the scale that I have a better cue of, okay, now I've done maintenance for a while. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with my weighing of that. Now I'm going to do the next step of not weighing, but being more aware of those portions. Does that make sense? Say that one more time. Say that last, that last little sentence again. What so, you know, every day I measure out my four ounces of yogurt or my four ounces of cottage cheese. I'm not always aware of what that looks like in my dish. So now I want to focus on what Got does that it. look like in the dish? What does Got that look you. like on my plate? What's, so what is that portion size? So then when I go to not weighing, 
I, I recognize this is what the portion size looks like I that it. I should be. Yeah. I love that. Cause I kind of do it mindlessly. Cause it's at the yes. end of the night when I'm making my lunch, I'm tired, I'm ready to go to bed. And I just kind of slap, you know, I have my planning. I do have freezer meals set aside. So that's easy to put in there, but I usually have some kind of vegetable that I make and then the yogurts or the cottage cheese or something that is added as well that I yeah. need to measure out. Yeah. And I just kind of like, Oh, <laughs> I like this focus for you a lot. Um, you know, you express worry that you're going to feel like less control with not counting. And so as we, as we go into maintenance here for you really to focus on what do my portion sizes look like? You're going to feel so much more confident in your ability to repeat those portion sizes without the scale. Um, and I think you're going to just not feel that sense of anxiety, or at least not nearly as much when we do eventually have you stop tracking because you're going to be like, I'm totally clear on what four ounces of chicken is on what a half cup cottage cheese looks like or whatever the thing is. Um, yes. Okay. So, um, if we have you move to maintenance, that could be one of the pieces of this. Um, how do you feel about having the goal for now be two times of working out? That's, I'd still, I still want to try three, but I need to be realistic that two, you know, I'm going to strive for two plus hitting my steps and work on that third day. All right. I Here's think my because suggestion for you. Okay, what do you uh, say? <laughs> my suggestion for you is to, it's, it's, it sounds really weird saying, well, you're going to be like, what are you even saying, Kim? Try and forget the fact that we have a seven-day week, okay? What I want you to do is get your two in and shoot for the third. But if you don't make it, just wrap it around to the next week. So yeah. lower body, upper body, full body. If you don't get that full body in that week, it goes around to your first workout of the next week. And so then it's, now I've got full body, lower body. And then if you can get the upper body in, if not, you wrap it around yep. like seven day weeks is like, we made that up as humans. Right. And so yes. instead of just saying, I'm only going to do two days and I'll just do a lower and upper, we'll have you still stick with the same workout. You'll just kind of wrap it around as needed. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Cause I kind of do that now. So okay. last week I, I got two in and today I'm just going, um, into the gym and I'll just do whatever was the next workout. So I, I tend to still keep in that order. So yeah, that I can, that's doable for sure. Fantastic. Um, I can hear a lightness in your voice already. I feel like this is a good fit at what we're talking about here. Is there anything else I can do to help you? And we'll talk, um, we'll chat offline. So I want to look at your numbers and things about as far as what we're going to set your calories for maintenance, like how we're going to move you um, to maintenance, we have guidelines in the Aging Stronger Society, and you and I will talk through what we're going to do that way. Is there any other thoughts or questions you have um, about any of this? No, I just think I have to mentally continue coming up with a mantra that, you know, I'm doing this for myself and um, to just believe in myself and that I need to. Um, this is, this is what I want to do. So it's that convincing part, that internal um, convincing that this is the right move. Because outwardly, yeah. we're talking about it. And yeah, I'm doing it. But inside, I might have still some mixed feelings. And so like I need to work on that. Yes, yes. And the resistance is there because... 
uh, am I letting myself down by wanting to go on maintenance and not trying to get to my goal, um, still work on my goal? I think it's that resistance and the letting myself down. Well, are you? Are you letting yourself down? Sometimes I feel that I am. In what way? Just by, you know, not keeping up with the three days a week. Because really that out of seven days a week, I should be able to make it to the gym for three days. And that's um, is, that a, is that a fact? That's a fact? That's, I, that, no, <laughs> that's my, my personal, my maybe mean girl coming out. Yeah. What if I told you like, Jeanette, right now, like I've got a lot going on with work. I'm, I'm like launching this, this huge thing. And, um, my, my parents are, they're not listening to the rules. And like, I'm spending a lot more time and mental energy with them. And I just, I'm just not making it to the gym three days. What would you say to me? I would tell you that that's okay. That, you know, your mental health is really important. And what you're working on right now is you're totally saying it. You're like, you I mean, know, I know. I know what you're trying to do here, Kim, and I don't care. It's not me. And but literally, you saw me do that. Like I talked yeah. about during my launch, I had that like three weeks, and like yeah. I was I was not getting all my workouts in, and I was not sleeping well, and it was a really it was a hard time. Um, you were pacing in your house to get to your steps. I was pacing. I remember in my house. you. Yeah. And one night I was like, "This is not worth it." Like, why am I up at eleven o'clock at night trying to get yeah. in another fifteen hundred steps? No, you're I right. Just go to bed. Yes, you're right. And do you see the stress at work letting up at any time? Like, is it a distinct period of stress? Like mine was like, okay, this is launch season and then it's going to be over. Is this a stress that's going to continue on? It is. I work for a construction company. And so in Minnesota, the construction season is spring and summer. So it's starting um, to build up now. Um, and so it gets really busy in the spring and summer. So um, good news is we hired another person. And okay. so hopefully that's going to lessen the craziness that the past few years have been. Um, but yeah, so we're kind of hitting into that season and it can last through October. So, um, you know, that's something that um, weighs heavy in my mind too, as I, um, you know, prioritizing good mental health and, and breaking away from work and taking those walks. And, mm -hmm. and um, so I think I'm over anticipating what the stress could be for this upcoming season. And I just need to kind of let it go. And, um, and yeah, because there's definitely a difference between I've got three weeks of stress. Like I know the next three weeks are going to be really busy. It's going to be hard. I'm not necessarily going to be able to keep with my usual routine and between March and October, I'm not going to be able to do those things because <laughs> that can have an impact on your mental health because then you're, you're not physically necessarily taking care of yourself. Right. And so those are definitely right. two different beasts there. Um, and your situation might and likely will at some points come down to personal boundaries around work and yeah. life. And those are going to be for you to draw, but it's definitely a conversation we can keep having together about like, what do the boundaries need to be with work so that you can minimally two, optimally three days, get to the gym in a way that's not making you feel like the only two things I get to do in life are go to work in the gym. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's not any great way to live long-term. No, 
Yeah. And so that's so there's to, to give some thought to. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is kind of out there. It just occurred to me. Any chance of going to the gym in the morning before work? You know, I tried that a few years back and it added more stress okay. to my life. I feel like as I've aged, my morning routines have definitely changed and I'm not that get up, do my stuff and get out the door as fast as I can. I've learned that I, I enjoy the taking a little bit more time to get out that door. So what it means is that, yeah, my, my workouts are kind of limited to the end of the day though. In the spring and summer, I go out for a morning walk. I'm out there at 5.30 and I'm walking and I enjoy that. So um, there's that that I think makes a difference in my day is those morning walks out in nature. I don't listen to any music. I'm out there listening, seeing birds, hearing them. And so that helps me set my day. So that's almost better awesome. than a morning gym workout. Yeah. So yeah. got it. That makes perfect sense. Okay. How do you feel about the plan moving forward then being um, one minimum two days training, shooting for three days. In any case, you're going to get all the workouts in. We're going to keep rotating through those. Um, do you have a gym goal right now, by the way, as far as a gym goal, like a performance goal? No. So for some Not people, specifically. for some people, it is way more motivating than just going to get it in. And for other people, it's a layer of stress that they don't want. And so it's something to consider, like which type of person you are. Um, some people they are like, you know, like I'm going to feel more motivated if I know I'm working towards something. And so the thing I'm working towards is um, getting a body weight deadlift. I'm working towards getting a body weight squat. I'm working towards um, a perfect push-up. I'm working towards a set of push-ups. I'm working towards my first chin-up. Like, it could be any of these things. It could be something totally different. Um, and for other people, they're like, I don't want that. In your mind, I'm, what do you think? I, I'm excited to look at your information on the chin-up because I would really like to okay. become stronger and try to do a chin-up. It's a challenge right now, um, even using the bands, because it's hard to find a uh, bar set up at the gym and a stool to stand on and getting my legs into position. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm contemplating getting something set up in my home to be able to try to do that in my basement. Amazing. Rather than, yeah. So um, that I know would be you a put that program out. Yeah. Yes, there's a brand new program in the Aging Stronger Society. Um, now I'm gonna totally forget what I call it. Did I call it Chin Up Champion? Does that sound right? I think, I, you know, I was so busy with bathroom coordination stuff this weekend. I didn't even get online to see what it was. So I'm like 99% sure I named it Chin Up Champion. <laughs> I went back and forth about different names. I'm pretty sure it's Chin Up Champion. Um, it is a 12 week program to help you get your first chin up. Um, having, it's so bizarre to me that so many gyms do not have a great setup for people to practice chin ups. I have so many people, they're like, I can't even get up to that bar to put a band around it. I have to like jump right. up there. And so if that's you, yeah, like getting a chin up bar and you could do, there's lots in, in the um, program to accessory wise, help you get strong enough to do your first chin up. And you could do all mm -hmm. of that at the gym, but the chin ups that are actually on the program, they're going to come first. So you could always do those um, at home and then do the, the rest of it at the gym. So yeah. You could, even, you could even like 
in the morning, go for your walk and then do your chin-ups because the bar is right there in your basement and then later do the rest of the program at home if your gym's not set up for it. Um, but I, if you're somebody who it feels compatible to have a gym goal, it can be one way to really spark interest in training again versus like, I just do this because I want strong bones. I just do this because I, I yeah. want bone arms. Because for some people that does it and for other people, they're like, I need, I need more. Yeah, no, I think I, when um, you had your Facebook live a couple of weeks ago and you talked about the chin up and the program that you were doing, that got me excited because okay. I, I haven't been able to um, work on that goal at all, just because it's just hard in the gym or it's, I, I have limited hip mobility. So to try to lift mm -hmm. my leg up and put it in the band and hang, hang there. And then, yeah, it's kind of, you I'm just, yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. So download that program and give it a look. And when you're ready, you can get started on that. Um, you're going to notice it's a four day program. Don't worry about that. Just do it. Like we just talked about, like sequentially, um, yeah. you'll hit them all. Um, and then, so that's training. And then with nutrition, we're going to start moving you up to maintenance. That's the plan, right? That's what you want to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So our first step is going to be to take you 100 calories up, uh, three days per week. So any three days you want increase hundred calories. And we're going to go like that for two weeks. And then we're going to increase the rest of your day hundred calories. Okay. I think when you think okay. about that, hundred calories is like a banana. So it's not going to all of a sudden, the reason I'm going right. to suggesting we take this slow and steady approach with you is because I know you have not enjoyed it in the recent past, the scale spiking, and we're going to have less, uh, if, if I all of a sudden said like, let's go up 500 calories, you're going to see a, a, you know, a couple of pounds up on the scale pretty quickly. And I don't think you're going to really like it. Is that yeah. correct? Probably. Though okay. I'm trying, you know, I'm doing my best, but to be honest, yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's the feeling I got. So I would like to do this slow and yeah. approach to kind of build you up to your maintenance calories. So Jeanette, okay. come into the group two weeks from now and remind me that we're ready to, um, well, no. So two weeks, let's go one week, a hundred cal. I'm going to say this again, one week, 100 calories extra for three days. After you've done that for a week, add in a hundred calories the rest of the days and then mess so on the second week, okay. on the okay. second week, week add, yep. add that we'll probably hundred calories to every day. Mm -hmm. okay. So, so that across the board now you're a hundred calories up seven days. Okay. Okay. And then message me in the group and remind me of this conversation and <laughs> remind me of the details of the conversation. Okay. And then, um, we're going to move from there. Protein's going to stay okay. the same. Steps are going to stay the same. All of your good habits you've worked on going to stay the same. And you're going to really focus on what you brought up, which is so smart of as you're weighing and measuring your food, you're going to be paying attention to like, what does it look like? Yeah. All right, Jeanette, this has been a great chat. I so appreciate you coming on before we go. Anything else I can help you with? No, this was, I, I don't usually talk about myself and these things. So you just helped me talk a little bit more about myself and I appreciate that oh, well, I'm an introvert I'm, so these types of things are really hard for me to well, <laughs> engage in so thank you come in on here and do that then I know that's not always easy like it's it's not and I appreciate you being willing to um, be open and chat and like I said you're really a coachable person and that makes this whole process way more, more easy yeah well you've 
you've changed a lot of my life. So I appreciate that. And um, oh, I appreciate thanks. All right. Yeah. We'll touch. Okay. Thanks. Right, Have bye. a good night. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.